Hey everybody, Izzy, don't play with dad's headphone cables, my goodness. Hey everybody! Hi! We are here again, Izzy's down here. Being a bad kitty, she hasn't seen dad in a few days. Oh. So she's missing. Stop, Izzy! She keeps pulling out my headphone cable. Ah, oh, she's like our little engineer. Uh-huh, oh, she's trying to help. But, uh, yeah, I need a Miller time situation here after tonight's Ew. hockey game. It's Sam Summers, but... Oh, gotcha. Hashtag Miller time. You crack them. Cracking. Oh, yeah. Are we allowed to hashtag anymore now that Elon owns Twitter? Uh... I don't know what any of it means. I don't give a flying fuck. I don't... I haven't been on Twitter in, like, eight years, so... Yeah, I mean, it can't be any worse than that fucking nut job Zuckerberg trying to sell all our information for top dollar. Wait, so you're saying one billionaire now owns all our networks of communication instead of one billionaire owning all our networks of communication? Or basically three billionaires own it all just spread across? Well, it was... I mean, Zuckerberg didn't own it. Like, there are a board owns it, and a board sure. owns Twitter, and now Elon. A board of billionaires. I, I I don't know if they're billionaires, Squeezer. I don't know. Probably more than me. Uh, and it's the board doesn't own it. I'm sorry. The board controls it. The shareholders own it. Yeah, but yeah, we all know that means I don't. Well, we don't. I, know I, have, no I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm an idiot. I went to public school. And from what I'm told, that's not a good thing. So, I mean, I went to public school. You went to private school, then you got kicked out. Went to public school. Yeah, but I learned more at public school than I would have at pri private school. As in Catholic school. Well, that is true. Well, you would have just learned different things. My sexual awakening at an earlier age from Father uh, Nelson. No, no, still wouldn't have. No, yeah, that's what your brother was for. <laughs> Uh, I just got back from uh, beautiful Las Vegas, Squeezer. Oh, oh yeah. What are you doing? You get us some new technology for the show? Oh, God. There's a whole stack of cans she's about to knock over. Izzy. Izzy. Ooh, it's like bowling. <laughs> Izzy, get off Dad's keyboard. Izzy. Izzy. God damn it. Gotta Language. Plug it. There. Now you can stay. <laughs> what? We're trying to do a show here. She's just pawing at anything. She get her little, her little bad paws on. Get off Dad's keyboard. This is a. Sh We're doing a show. God, oh, you're a bad kitty. You're cute, but very bad. Aww. Do you hear purring? She's, just... She's so excited. No. No. She's... Oh, those are Dad's dirty head tickets. Don't step on them. She is being extra strength bad tonight. Oh, I gotta take my pills with my giant three three beer mug. 
Oh, that's healthy. So how is everyone else's weekend? Uh, Good? Come here. Awesome. Come here. Yeah, her for Uncle Squeezer. Ah. Uh, you hear that? She just wants attention. Yeah. yeah. I get it. We just, we're just, you know, fighting for your love. I'm coming after you, cat. <laughs> yeah, so I was in Vegas for the NAB, National Association of Broadcasters show. Oh, and that's us. We're broadcasters. We There's a lot of podcast stuff out there. A lot of podcast stuff. There's a lot of Twitch, a lot of Twitch streamers were there, Squeezer, for the show. Oh. Yeah. And then like a billion fat white guys. Izzy. Hey. I'm not saying you. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying there's a, there's a prototype. You say like it's a bad thing now. No. We are uh, in well, line. You know, you realize there is just like a resounding echo of haze of people in their cars <laughs> listening to this right now, right? Yeah. Um, so we are in line for the French restaurant in the Paris Casino Squeezer called Mon Ami Gabby. Ooh, Paris. Yeah. And there were these two, clearly, I don't know where they were, but they were talking about how you, you can't get sports guys off Grass Valley. I don't know. And and uh, you, we all look at Munch, and he's like, I'm trying not to listen. Because, <laughs> you know, he's got to step in. Yes, of course. And tell them why they're wrong. Or right, or whatever. Just uh, to be part of the conversation. Right. Well, Izzy, off the audio board. She just jumped. Why are you being so bad tonight? She just jumped just from... She just jumped from uh, <laughs> knock two faders. She just jumped from my window cell to the audio board. Oh. She gets her athleticism from her daddy. Yes, yes, yes. It's a it's a family tree. Although we have big fat olive too. So that's uh, that's my baby. <laughs> um. Any an, anywho. Uh, what was I talking about? NAB. So NAB was uh, okay. We were in Vegas. We um, ate at Smith and Walensky's, squeezed the famous steakhouse. Oh yes, and I even asked. Uh, I guess were they just out of chicken? You actually ate a steak? Yeah. Well, they had no chicken on the menu. Oh wow. Yeah. So I wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> um. So night one, Smith and Lewinsky's. Night two, we ate at Batista's Hole in the Wall, uh, one of my favorite Italian restaurants out in Las Vegas. I got I got the chicken there, Squeezer. Was he there? He was not. Ah, uh, the little uh, accordion player. You've been there, or did you just no, know Bat of him? Batista. Oh, but oh, I thought you were asking about the little accordion player. No, it's, it's no. Batista with two T's. Different, different Batista. Ah, uh, Batista's I Hole in the Wall. I thought it was like a Batista themed restaurant. No, that'd be pretty cool. The little accordion player was not there, but he's alive, I'm told. If you know Las Vegas, he uh, he retired. He retired over COVID. Oh. And then um, the next night we ate at uh, Monami Gabby Squeezer. I had um, they they ordered uh, escargot and um, oysters for the table, and I uh, just couldn't even look at it. But I got the French onion soup, which was probably the best French oh. onion soup I ran. I've had it in Paris, Squeezer. Finger. Ah, this was really good. And then I had it. You never had mine. I had a chicken Caesar salad too, which was delicious. That's a nice. That's a nice little meal. I mean, it's not something I, I don't know if I would get a chicken Caesar salad when I'm in Vegas. Maybe a couple of steaks and a lobster and some French <laughs> onion soup. And it's two clams, but I had two appetizers. Um, yeah, those were my appetizers. So, 
The next night, we ate at the Palm, which is in Caesars. Ah, yes. And the boys all had steamed clams. Ooh, about uh, steamed hams. Well, I, that joke, I made it. Uh, much laugh. Who? How well? Okay, yeah, I figured it at least landed yeah. there. I think he knew what I was talking about. I don't know for sure. Uh, it's an Albany expression. Yeah. Um. But uh, okay, so I had I had steak there, but I only had like two bites of it. I I was done with steak. Uh, but I also had a Caesar salad with that, just a Caesar salad. I had a Caesar salad and every night. Did you did you make the waiter bring a trash can to you and put it in right in front of you so it knew it didn't go to anyone else? <laughs> yes. Oh, we ate at uh, we ate lunch that day at um, Cabo Wabo, which was is oh. that's down. I, I don't know where the fuck Cabo Wabo is down there. It's down close to one of the rest one of the. Did, did the Munch casino. get his own side of like mashed potatoes and st- at the Palm? No, there was our side. You order the yeah, the family side. The sides were the, yeah. Was the, it just him personally, just eating no, an entire but he, family he side ate, full of mashed potatoes? There was the potatoes au gratin, the cauliflower, and then their specialty is the hash browns, which are really good. But much, Ooh. much. But we ate lunch so early. Munch was even. He had some a huge enchilada platter at Cabo Wabo. Oh man! And we had chips and queso and salsa. I had the uh, chicken tortilla soup, a cup, which was really good. Izzy. Here she goes. She's about to knock over more beer cans because she's a goddamn klutz. Oh, she did it. Sure. Blame the cat. Um, But, yes, that was my... uh starting to say she's opening them. <laughs> oh, crap. I forgot. It's uh, To go live or hit record? On. Hold on. I had to turn off... Uh... Uh, no, 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 no. We're we're good. We're good. I just had to turn okay. off the keyboard because she's laying on it right now. Ah, yes, yes. You're being very bad. The podcasters usually know that you're a good kitty who just lays there and listens. And tonight you're you're misbehaving. Are you acting out? Her little pea brain is too small to understand. What? I, no, put that yeah. down. We're gonna lock you out of here soon. Keep being a bad kitty. That's from your your sister, God rest her soul, used to just come in here and quietly say hello. You're being a, a royal McAssle right now. No, man, come on, you can't do that. You just muted Squeezer. Hey. Yeah. No, I just wasn't talking. She also muted you though. That's what I do. Oh, okay. Izzy, God damn it. She starts like air swimming swimming as I move her. How was the Chicago Toy Fair? Toy Show. Chasing Plastic was at the Chicago Toy Show. I can't read words. Hmm. I don't know what else happened uh, news-wise while we were gone. I know some. Uh, I know they released movie sites. The Batman's having a sequel, Squeezer. Yes, yes. Um... And I was I was surprised because I guess she was such a everyone loved her in it. So Zoe Kravitz, I thought, you know, you, she rides off in the sunset. You give her a beat, you know, let her come back in the third. But you know, you got to sell tickets. So oh, I knew she'd be back. Are you kidding me? She oh, I knew I knew she'd be back, but I figured maybe to make it coincide with a timeline, you know, 
make, give her her big return, you know. One of my problems one. I always had and with the Batman movies is come aside from aside from uh Scarecrow who was in all three of the Dark Knight movies for like a cameo. Yes. They like the, the villains are there in that movie and then they're gone, but that's not Batman. The rogues gallery is constantly existing. Yes. Um, so I'm glad that the whole crew is coming back. And I would even, I would even prefer like, like you could just show the Riddler in prison, you know, and then keep, keep, I, I don't think the Joker should be the villain, but I would think it'd be cool. Like that deleted scene they showed, if he kept going back mm-hmm. and meeting him like a Hannibal Lecter, Clarice or calendar man, you know, long haul. Yeah, I would definitely be cool with that. Yeah. I, I don't think we're, ready for him yet if at all if he just plays a minor role like always there and maybe even building up to it you know it's yeah and then his big i think i think they should uh, i i don't know if they're really going to do it but i think it would be really awesome if they did a uh version of paul dini's heart of ice with for real not the fucking horrible schwarzenegger version yeah uh, um I mean, I, I was thinking about that. Like, I would love to see that, but at the same time, it's almost like, do we have the like the best version of that already? You know, On the, the animated, animated series, series, but we like they were able to do Harley in a good way. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Yeah. No, it'd be awesome to see. Yes. Um. I I do have your tickets. Then this is a question I always ask. You say no, and then you'll wind up getting them for the 10 o'clock mm-hmm. show. Um, uh, Doc- for the Northman? Do- nah, not yet. Doctor Strange 2? No, not no. yet. No. I'll get there. I've had mine for two weeks already. Seriously? Yeah. You know like it doesn't sell out instantly. I know you're, uh, uh, Spi- you're excited. Spider-Man you're did. You're excited, boy. Spider-Man did. We have to go to Enchantress has a real job where she has to wake up and work in the morning, so we have to go to the early shows. I have a fake job and I can't go until ten thirty when everyone's in bed. So, um, yes, yeah, so we are going. Then when you come out of the movie theater and there's dew on your car, you're like, ah, fuck. Well, there there could be frost on your car. This for this. Yeah, movie. what the hell? It's free. Shave my head for summer. Yeah, come on. it's freezing out there. If the feel like it's 36 right now and it's April 27th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, global warming's full of shit. <laughs> uh James Cameron talks about the the sequel to Avatar, Avatar the Way of the Water. He says it'll have the most immersive 3D available. Uh wasn't that already called the Abyss? Oh, is that a well, I mean, uh, Avatar was done before. It was Dances with Wolves and uh, Pocahontas. Yeah, but James Cameron already did an Alien Water movie. It was on the break room today. I was watching. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's hard to like get excited for it, but I know James Cameron will do it right. Oh, yeah, I'll... Go see because it'll be an event, even if it's not. You know, it's like and I'll probably oh, I'll probably go like, oh, see this. it in three D because I I thought like and then you'll end with rolling on the floor, foaming at the mouth, <laughs> eyes rolled back in your head. Uh, possibly. I don't know. I just have a uh, have your wallet ready to stick in my mouth. 
Yeah, I, I go. You go for the event. Everyone's like, "Oh, the story." I'm like, you know, it's supposed to just be a massive, three D IMAX experience, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, the AEW production truck was involved in a car crash. Oh no! Ahead of AEW Dynamite, which was down in Philadelphia. Well, that makes sense. Let me read the particulars about this. Um, AW Dynamite is set to take place at the Leah Cora Center in Philadelphia tonight. Unfortunately, the company's production team hit a big snag as it's transported equipment to the arena on Wednesday. Timekeeper Brooklyn Ramsey took on twi took to Twitter on Wednesday um, with a photo of a gray Honda driving into the side of one of the production trucks, damaging its roof and windshield. How the hell? How'd you get the roof with a Honda fucking Civic? Well, I didn't oh, maybe they what. like drove off an overpass into it. <laughs> oh no, this Honda's roof. It drove. It, the Honda drove underneath. It was a Jersey. Oh, a fucking oh. Jersey. Oh, yeah, so they Christmas vacationed it. Yeah, it was in Universal City. Ah. Oh. And she wrote, the driver is okay, but don't text and drive. And it wasn't the production truck either. It's the fucking equipment truck. Oh, who gives, yeah, all right. Oh, no, the 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 boards and plywood and metal bars that put the rig together might be. Oh. Well, it could. I think it's it could be camera camera truck. Oh, uh, I don't no, know. They usually would travel in the belly. Uh, yeah. Are you ready and weirded out for Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a new oh, wait. The movie or the show? The movie. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be live action combo. Right? Yeah, but did you like see the animation for them? <coughs> no, I didn't. Uh, so I believe which one's is it the red nose fucker? Which one? Uh, Dale. No, Dale's got the red nose, right? It's been a while. Know. Yeah. Uh, one of them is like CGI'd, and the other is hand drawn. Why? I don't know. It's weird. But also, if you watch the trailer too, it's like something out of seven. Like there's some like, there's like body parts of. Yeah, it's. Hold on, let me pull this up. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited for it. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, why he's hand drawn and and and. Uh, I'm sure they got a reason for it, but well, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> it's gonna. I have a feeling it's gonna be weird. I like weird. If I may suggest, though, uh, uh, the uh, Chippendale Park Life on Disney Plus, if you want to watch, it's uh, fucking fantastic. It's actually French. Wait, and it, is this the trailer? Yeah, there's the official trailer. Wait, is this like a behind-the-scenes thing? Roger Rabbit? What is this? This is it. I think there were a lot of drugs involved. Oh, CGI surgery? <laughs> this is adorable. This might be my favorite thing I've ever seen. I I know. I'm I'm I don't know why this. It, 
If they were gonna do it, go all out and just make it different. Oh, the Lonely Island is part of it? Get your oh, yeah, and I guess Jones. Peter Pan's like the villain. He looks like James Gandolfini. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, I don't know if I actually want to watch this with my kids because there's going to be way too many questions to answer. So I'm going to probably watch it myself first to enjoy it. But uh, there's just there's a shorts on. It's the uh, Chippendale, uh, par I think it's Park Life, and it's almost in the vein of, like it has a lot of like Ren and Stimpy overtones. Like, and uh, do you remember Happy Tree Friends? Yeah, hold on. I'm watching yeah. the. I'm trying to watch this trailer. Is that is that the right. is that the what's his name? I don't know. I'm not watching it with you. You watched it though. At the end, the CGI guy. It's um, what's the fuck's his name? Seth Rogen, John Mulaney, Adam Samberg, Andy Samberg, Will Arnett, Eric Banya, Keegan Michael Kay, Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons. Oh man, oh it's coming to Disney Plus. Yeah. Some asshole commented. Disney pro tip. If you're gonna make fun of 3D, but cheat 2D, 2D by using 3D, maybe rethink it. Oh my God, it's a comedy Our, bit. Yeah, all right, genius. Yeah, people are just. I I really want to see this now. Yeah. All right, that's. Yeah. Bless my bike pipes. I want to see this. All right, well let's get in the show. We're talking Simpsons, something we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, no. Uh, on this show. But we've talked about it before. <laughs> uh, we've gone over a few things, but this is going over 10 more of our favorite Simpsons things. Could be uh, episodes, could be things in the Simpsons universe. But uh, I'm going to let you go first, Handsome. Oh, okay. Here you go. Oh, Joe, will you wipe my mouth? No, for Pete's sakes. Why is that monkey wearing a diaper? I thought he was housebroken. Yeah. You said this monkey would be sweeping the floors and cleaning the gutters. And now he just lies there, struggling to breathe. What do you want? His cholesterol's through the roof. I want you to take that monkey back so he can be rehabilitated and get a second chance. No, no, he's fine. Go on, Mojo. Show Marge your happy dance. <laughs> and so on. <gasps> Mojo, what have they done to you? Kind of what we did to Jake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Mojo. He, uh, he's in my like, top 20 favorite one-off characters. Uh, and uh, this is... So it's from the episode, the girly edition. And it, it, the episode itself, it's uh, it's a good one. There's some... I like when decent... Homer, 
Homer just has a side story where he's just misbehaving. Always makes yes. for good. Yeah, he has no real purpose, and that's where because it's a kids' episode, right? It is. A, it's a Bart and Lisa episode. Yeah. Um, and it has its moments, but it's still a Bart and Lisa episode, and and it's it's a better one, but for as little time as Homer and Mojo get, it outshines and, and it makes the entire episode. <laughs> and then the final gag of Mojo typing on his uh, voice translator the pray for mojo i know we talked in the last episode about my pc setup and how everything made a sound Mm -hmm. one of those sounds was always pray for mojo uh and like the little just animated gif of him dancing uh he's just adorable who doesn't love uh a monkey in a diaper and it's just I, i love that he starts off as a useful uh, helper monkey that Homer uses to steal donuts. Then he starts eating the donuts. And then he very quickly devolves into just Homer's eating and drinking buddy <laughs> and just becomes a fat slob. It doesn't take long at all. Uh, and I, there was something I didn't catch um, when when it's the idea of the uh, helper monkey is introduced. Um, and it's when Homer goes to the Quickie Mart and the monkey takes the money, and he's kind of scared by the hand because a poo can't walk because he's paralyzed in the wheelchair because he got shot. And I completely, like, you missed the part where Homer blows off a poo being paralyzed in a wheelchair from a robbery and <laughs> only cares about himself and getting his own helper monkey. <laughs> like, and they don't even make a point of it. It's just how inconsiderate he is of it and leading right into him going to get a monkey, being told he can't get a monkey because you have to be uh, maimed or enfeeble. So he goes right for Grandpa. He gets the monkey for Grandpa, tells Grandpa he's going to take the monkey for a ride, and Grandpa says, okay, and Homer just drives away. (laughs) And Grandpa just going, "Mm, I can't wait to eat that monkey. (laughs) <laughs> so he's probably better off that he did go with Homer. Otherwise, yeah. he was going to be eaten. Um, I don't Brian. know why Grandpa wanted to eat a monkey. But it, at this point in the day. series, uh, it didn't matter. They are just kind of doing whatever the hell they wanted, and it was working. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Do you think Conan O'Brien wrote, I can't wait to eat that monkey? <laughs> uh, was he... What season? On this season. What season? Uh no, girly edition was uh what season? Season nine. I oh think. yeah, he was gone. Right, yeah, no, he was gone. Uh, who are the writers on this? Larry Doyle, Mike Scully was the showrunner at the time. Could be a Scully um, line. That doesn't sound like it could be a Scully line. Yeah, this is this is one of those where season nine has its more hits than misses. Not like ten, but this is definitely a hit in season nine. Um, and yeah, Mojo is just by far, and there, there's some great, there is some great little stuff in, in the Bart and Lisa, um, news story thing, uh, their main storyline, especially the Kent Brockman stuff. Um, but yeah, Mojo, Mojo steals the show for as little time as he gets. (laughs) Oh, he's great. 
All right, here uh, is my first pick for The Simpsons Show 2. In a city where chaos rules, only one man can save humanity from total destruction. Hmm. It's up to Homer Simpson and family to save the world from a diabolical plot as they run and drive to unravel the conspiracy. Blackfinch! Critics call it the best Simpsons game ever. Get a lot, dudes. <laughs> the Simpsons Hit and Run, rated T for Teen. I am Evil Homer. I am Evil Homer. <laughs> uh, hit and Run. It's uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 but in uh, Springfield with The Simpsons. Wow, I forgot all about this. You did? I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, it's something I haven't thought about in the longest time. Well, for the longest time, I had GameCube. I was so jealous because I didn't have Grand Theft Auto and I wanted to play it so bad. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I got Hit and Run, which was like my Grand Theft Auto. GameCube. I still have this. I have this for GameCube. Uh, I should fire it up and replay it because this was so much fun. It was just fun exploring all the little games, collecting itchy and scratchy cards, um, getting uh, um, new cars and outfits with the coins. Um it, this is uh you get to play as the whole family um but mainly uh Homer and Bart but also a poo uh there's a melee attacks there's driving you can hitchhike there's a lot of hitting vehicles um it's it's very similar to the missions too in Grand Theft Auto Squeezer mm-hmm. uh, I had a I had a bootleg copy on uh, Xbox. Uh, okay, yeah. bootlegging, huh? Uh, you know, a little mod chip action. Yeah, I guess uh, everyone went crazy in the town from a new and improved Buzz Cola. It was a, a um, <clears throat> plot of Kang and Kodos, obviously. And, you know, Homer's got to save the world. The Simpsons got to save the world. Not the most unrealistic, far-fetched uh, plot for a Simpsons video game, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the developer Radical Entertainment got the rights for a Simpsons franchise when they demonstrated the playable prototype. Their first Simpsons game in 2001 was called Simpsons Road Rage. Remember that one? Yeah, that was more like Crazy Taxi, right? It was very much like Crazy Taxi. Uh, and a very, very fun, uh, fun game. Um, Road Rage. It, uh, I think... Um, I think I rented this. It was, uh, again, for GameCube. I have Road Rage 2. Uh, it was so much like Crazy Taxi, they were sued by Sega. <laughs> oh! <Yeah. laughs> no shit. Mm-hmm. Um, for patent infringement, uh, for nearly identical gla- gameplay and objectives. Was uh, it settled, or like, no, you can't? It was settled in private uh, mediation for an undisclosed amount. Gotcha. Road Rage features similar gameplay to the point where some reviews commented negatively on the parallels. But I loved it because I loved Crazy Taxi. Not just because it had offspring in it, but I loved Crazy Taxi. But Road Rage was very fun. I played the shit out of that game, and then I played the shit out of Hit and Run. I I should bring my GameCube to the office. Ooh, yeah. I got a lot of good classic games on that whore. Um... 
so uh, a radical did road rage. Uh, and I was thinking of setting it up for the kids here. There's a lot of fun. I got Super Monkey Ball and Smash Brothers. Like they would love that. I have for GameCube a lot of sports games. I have NBA, the Sega one. I've got uh, the NHL game. I've got a lot of Madden's mm -hmm. baseball. But I also have Zelda Wind Waker. Yeah. Mario Sunshine. I have Wave Race Blue Storm. I have uh I have Ocarina of Time that I got free for pre ordering uh Wind Waker. I have Crazy Taxi, actually. Um I have Hit and Run, I have Road Rage. Um I Metroid. Yes, I Metroid Prime. Mm -hmm. uh, Prime is the best. Yep, I have a lot of games. Uh, Star Wars? No Star Wars games. Really? Oh, it's it's probably one of the better Star Wars games out there. I, well, Squeezer, I am, I am not as big of a Star Wars fan as you'd believe. You I know, like the movies. You don't have to be. You get to fly around spaceships and blow shit up. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm also not the biggest video game fan. <laughs> I like them, but I don't love them. Uh, you 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 like the idea of them? I do like the idea of them. Um, <clears throat> so uh, instead of ripping off Crazy Taxi again for the sequel, they decided to rip off Grand Theft Auto this time. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, uh, Rockstar did not sue, as far as I know. I could not find any proof of a lawsuit. Uh, they they had they couldn't see through their um they were in one of those money tubes. And that they couldn't see the game through. Did you hope that I... I'll just stop. Mm -hmm. They made a lot of money, so they didn't care. I'll get to that. I suck. So th they wanted to... Because you could go into Quickie Mart, Most Tavern, the Springfield Elementary, Android's Dungeon, and Baseball Card Shop. Uh, so much said they, they um, went to 20th Century Fox, Gracie Films, and Matt Groening, Groening, or however you say it, to... Um, help bring all that to life uh and they were actually voiced by the cast and they used the series writers to write the entire story of the game including the dialogue so it was pretty good hmm. some of the dialogue was from the show just reused some was from Ro roid rage reuse road rage reuse um the game's publisher uh Vivendi Universal Games considered a blessing to have the opportunity to work with the Simpsons cast along with the writers, um, saying you have no concerns about quality. You know you're getting the best there is. Uh, who, Vivendi. Oh, and it was Sierra as well. And Radical developed. I'm trying to look at these guys to see what they made. So it sold really well. Um, it it did really well and uh, it was really high rated uh, and it was really fun I played a lot of this game although my problem is with the, with the Drew, uh, GameCube I can't find my memory cards so I don't have any of my game saves ah just go to uh, Second and Charles and see if you can find an old one and see if you can find someone else's old save hopefully <laughs> they didn't wipe it yeah but okay Radical uh, was merged into Activision in 2008. Uh, I guess that's why there's no re-release of this. Uh, well, they're still making money off uh, Activision owns Hit and Run, right? 
or not hit and run. Tap it, tapped out the game that Brad still plays. Uh, I think so. The Simpsons. Let's see, Activision. EA, I'm sorry, EA Mobile does it. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I can't believe he's still fucking playing that. That's been on. That's been around for how almost as long as Jurassic Park Builder. Oh, long, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was released March first, twenty twelve. So ten years. And, Damn. And uh, EA has estimated it generated over one hundred thirty million in revenue since its release. That's of as of twenty fourteen. <laughs> Man. As of 2020, the game has received 80 million downloads and grossed 200 million. Wow. And and it's a it's a free to play. Think about it. Mm-hmm. That's just people paying for, you know, donuts and extras. Yeah. Which Brad has never paid for. <laughs> no, I I can't bring myself. Like I, I put all my time in my 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 baseball game, and I can't I can't imagine to pay a dime though. Like fifty bucks for like a card pack that's random. Like, no, nah, I'm I'm good. It's it's like a real game. So, criticism due to the criticism of the larger trend of freemium games revenue structure, the game was satirized in the South Park episode "Freemium Isn't Free" as expletive and lacking in gameplay, which it is. The game itself mm-hmm. earlier lampooned this point during an in-game conversation between two characters. In The Simpsons season 25th, 25 episode Labor Pains, Homer opens the game on his phone and is automatically charged $300. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, that is Hit and Run. Squeezer, your next pick. Ooh, one game to another. Sound the sounds of a bowling alley. <laughs> yes. Uh, in particular, in my that? case, Jordan Lanes. Yeah, Jordan there, Lanes. It yeah. drove me nuts because. And they had the uh, turtles one too. And they had turtles. Uh, they also had uh, it was Narc. It was uh, a shooter Narc, like one yeah. of the light gun Uzi shooters. Yes. Uh, that was fun. Yes. But uh, Simpsons Arcade is uh, near and dear to my heart. I probably. Man, I probably put more quarters into this than any other arcade cabinet in all my years. Oh, mainly because of its location, it being at the bowling alley, and I was there every Saturday for my league stuff. And I oh, so you sure also either... were in a bowling league growing up? Yeah, Saturday mornings. I was. In... I wonder if we were in the same one. Uh, I was in. When did I do that? Uh, I think. I want to say like ninety. When did I start? Like ninety six to two oh. till I graduated. So like ninety six to oh two. You were well after me. You saw my bowling picture on Jake's fridge. Uh oh, that was you. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was like uh, he was just a big fan of Mo Howard. 
and I wasn't sure if you actually didn't know that was me or I knew you had a joke up your sleeve. I didn't see it, but I just assume I know what it looks like. I have to go look at it tomorrow now. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a. Uh, I was. Are in you the... holding like the little ball and? Uh... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, adorable. Um, I was in a bowling league as a kid. We were uh, for CYO, CYO bowling. Uh, we bowled at yeah, Jordan no, I started in like sixth, sixth or seventh grade, actually sixth grade, I think. Yeah, I was I was done by sixth grade for sure. Uh, I no. started in third. I mean, I, it was because I did it through high school because I figured I was gonna be cool. Um, well, Enchantress is still part of a bowling league. Yeah, no, and then when we would have to do it in gym class, I was like, yeah. Yeah, ladies, I know how to keep score. Wait, how do you bowl in gym class? Uh, they they it was like a field trip. Like you took like a trip to the bowling alley and went bowling one time. Oh, really? We never did that. Oh, you know what? Shit, that was college. Hmm. We did that. Uh, no, wait. Why would we go bowling in? Yeah, college? why would you come? We played ultimate oh, frisbee a lot at Parkland and in, in gym. Huh. We were allowed to do whatever we wanted, so we played ultimate frisbee every day. Yeah, we played floor hockey. Or red butt, no one gives a shit. <laughs> like, look, this fat little kid's not gonna. So why, when I was asking if I should get uh, this arcade game or Mortal Kombat for the lunchroom at work for everybody, you you guys all said Mortal Kombat. I wasn't asked. You were outside when we when I asked everyone. Who's that? Oh, it was at Hershey. Oh, I didn't. Well, yeah, but this was just the Mortal Kombat one had options. Yeah, it's the, like the twelve and one. The the arcade one up of Simpsons has this in the bowling game. Speaking yeah. of bowling, no, and I I was trying to play Paperboy the other day. The controls are just too touchy on me. I kept dying. Ah, so someone's played it's it. Gonna, I wasn't. I was it's like, gonna take I... more practice. Oh no. Uh, uh, it was, so far I know of me and Ezzy and I Jake. Jake was playing too, but like he tries to be sneaky about it. Like no one's gonna see me play. Like he put it there for a reason. Right. Oh, and I was playing Rampage, but then I had to go, so I just purposely died, drowned myself, because I had to get going. Um, but yeah, Simpsons Arcade. Um, I didn't realize, because at the time when you're playing it, like there, there's like the context, because it's like the Simpsons. And then when you look back at it, and like your idea of what the Simpson, Simpsons are now is, and in, in my mind, it's like I'm talking like, 94 to 99 kind of thing. Right. You know, this game came out in 91. Yeah. So this came out in the midst of season two. So they're only working on a season and a half of The Simpsons. And even then, like, season one is kind of like, it's season one. Like, they're finding their footing. Like, not all these characters are going to be a thing anymore. Right. Like, they, they phased a lot out and... There's a lot of new ones that popped in that, like, when it comes to, like, villains. So, like, all your enemy bosses, you think, now you look back and, like, there's so many characters that could play, like, a boss at every level that, you know, could make sense. But in this case, it, it they didn't. So, like, they have, like, you battled a giant inflatable crusty balloon. Mm-hmm. Did, and, did you have the remake um, on iOS like years ago? Yeah, they uh, well they they released it for they did a 25th anniversary I think in 
well, when was that? No. You know, 2012, I think they re released it, and then they did a 25th anniversary release. This wasn't the 25th anniversary. one up did the 30th anniversary. This wasn't 25th anniversary. This was a long time. Like, you can't even get the app anymore because it just stopped okay. supporting it. That might have been in 012 then, or not 012, 2012, whatever the hell it is. Uh, oh, a completely different title inspired by the arcade. The Simpsons Arcade was released in 2009. Uh, by Electronic Arts on iOS. Unlike yeah. the arcade game, this title is a single-player game where players control Homer, assisted by other family members via power-ups. The plot is slightly altered as it revolves around a thumb drive containing plans for Burns' Project Operation Mission, hidden inside a donut that Homer attempted to eat after bumping into Smithers, who has been tasked with securing the plans. Oh, that makes more sense than the plot for this game. Oh. If you watch the opening sequence, uh, for some reason, reason, even, 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 um, Smithers is robbing a jewelry store for Mr. Burns mm. and bumps into Maggie. Maggie switches her pacifier with a diamond. So Smithers kidnaps Maggie to keep the diamond rather than just take the diamond from her. Mm. And then the family has to go after Smithers. And Smithers and Mr. Burns have paid off the entire town. I'm surprised to I never them. got this for Commodore 64. Let me see if I can find a. Version. Yeah, it came off out for 64 and DOS shortly thereafter, I believe. Um, but yeah, some like so some of the villains, rather than like you could like oh like you can like Mayor Quimby or Chief Wiggum or even like Moe or Barney, like you have to like battle them for some reason. Instead, you get like this Kabuki actor character. Um, uh, you get, uh, uh, Werner Von Braun, who is an actual character in the show, but, I mean, he made an appearance as a wrestler in a show Bart was watching. So that's, like, the stretch there. You eventually fight Mr. Burns and Smithers. Uh, <clears throat> you do battle the bear that Maggie befriends. So there's a little bit of a reference. Um, and, uh... Oh my god, the graphics are so awful. On the Commodore? Yeah. And then the Mo one, like you're in Mo's Tavern and you fight this weird drunk that makes no sense whatsoever. It's just strange. Um, but that aside, like, the gameplay is a lot of fun. Uh, and the animation's cool. Uh, it, it looks like it's, it's a good, Sim it's a Simpsons game. And it was just, at the time, you got to play Simpsons. Like, that wasn't a thing. Like, that's your chance to, like, Be Homer. I mean, I was never Homer because he was very short range. I was always Marge because she had the vacuum cleaner, so mm -hmm. she had longer range to do damage. Uh, and you can also do com combos and stuff. Like, they can mix and match. It was fun. Uh, they use a lot of uh, Granning's rabbits, it looks like, in this. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were definitely working off of, like, they it feels like they didn't have quite enough material yet or weren't quite sure. Uh Oh my god, this is awful. This I'm looks like an, an Atari version of the game. Oh. Um, it's so slow, it must have been miserable playing. But it was the second, tied for second, with the Neo Geo best-selling arcade cabinet of 1991. Number one being... Turtles? Stre Street Fighter 2. Uh, Street Fighter 2. Yeah, so it's, I mean, that's that's some pretty stiff competition there.
Um, but yeah, got rave reviews. It was a big hit, and um, it's still like out there, and not and not still like out there in the world as like uh, this nostalgia kind of grab. Like, oh look, come here and play Simpsons Arcade or something. Like, like no, it exists in the real world as like its own thing because it just has staying power. What? Like you can still find this places, and not and not. Well, yeah. Just why? Why like do you that. think it's not a nostalgia grab? Oh, you mean it's not? You like, think it's like it's not like someone put that there with the intent of like it being the you know like the retro thing. Why? Well, I, I think I think it still exists I, in the world. Right. I think it's a bit of both. Same with turtles and same with X Men. But I think sure. X Men and Turtles are better the, games. It, it's still in the same bowling alleys that it existed in. Well, yeah, years but ago. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, here is my next pick. Oh, no parking spots. Lousy butt kissers coming in before noon, eating donuts that are rightfully mine. Ooh, right next to the bus. Ah, he'll never know who did it. Up and sitting on the toilet all the live long day. That one. Someone's in here. No! 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 Oh, it was awful. They set me on a cold metal table and prodded me with humiliating probes. Uh-oh, spaghetti a hose! <laughs> they set me on a cold metal table and prodded me with humiliating probes. <laughs> okay, I clearly didn't watch this clip before I pulled it. I don't know why I screwed this clip up, but it was supposed to be Homer getting fired from Maggie. Oh, and Maggie makes three. I was like, I clearly didn't. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't watch. I know I didn't watch it. But this is one of my favorite episodes ever from season six, episode 13. Uh, it's a, a, a flashback episode, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Which are always my favorite. They're browsing, let's look through photo albums. And then Lisa notices there's no pictures of Maggie. So Homer goes on to recount uh, the story of Maggie's birth. And the episode takes place in 95, so they go all the way back to 1993. <laughs> he hated his job at the power plant, wants to work at the bowling alley. And when he finally gets the last paycheck, clearing his debts and paying off his mortgage, he quits his... Uh, uh, his job at the power plant playing bongos on Mr. Burns' head, and he literally burns the bridge during his <laughs> departure. Uh, and he gets a job with Barney's Uncle Al at the bowling alley. Um, they celebrate his new job by snuggling, and Marge becomes pregnant. And um, Marge made Patty and Selma pro promise not to tell him, uh, but that's the worst people to tell. So the next day, 
the everyone knows home, uh, Marge is pregnant because they tell they we promise not to tell him. <laughs> um, and Homer's like oblivious to it, even when Mo congratulated him for getting because they all like doing innuendos to him. Oh yeah, and um, Marge uh, Ho- uh, Mo's like congratulations for getting Marge pregnant. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, and when Maud, um, Flanders' wife, casually con- congratulates him on his new job, he suddenly realizes Marge is pregnant. <laughs> Great joke. Um, he asks Al for a raise, and uh, Al says he can't unless he he could find a way to increase the business threefold. Um. And he does the shotgun outside the bowling alley. It, it's my favorite moment uh, in the episode. Come to the bowling. <laughs> the, 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 the editing of it is perfect. Because isn't he reading like like a how-to journal? Like marketing. Wall Street Journal. He's, like, mar- um, he's like marketing, a marketing for dummies. Bo- a marketing book, yeah. And he's got his glasses on. Mm-hmm. <gasps> of course. And then it smash cut to the... <laughs> so he has to quit his job and go back to the power plant. And the guys all buy him that jacket which melts in the acid rain which is a great <laughs> joke as he goes back um so mr burns makes him beg for his job back and then puts a big plaque near his desk which makes it it says don't forget you're here forever um but then he instantly fall and he's all miserable and depressed and he falls in love with maggie as soon as she's born and then you get the super sweet reveal at the end where all the photos are covering up the plaque to to make it say, do it for her, which is very sweet. Yeah. Great episode. It, it, it's, it tugs at the heartstrings. Yes. Um, written by Jennifer Crittenden and directed by Swinton O. Scott III. First episode he ever did. Uh... Crittenden was taking a be- was taking a beginner's writer program at 20th Century Fox when former Simpsons showrunner David Merkin hired her on the show. Crittenden. No, I worked for his brother. What? I worked for his brother Craig. Oh, David Merkin. Yeah. Who on what? Uh, it was that uh, one of those VH1 Wawa concert things. Oh. They're from Philly. Oh. They're Philly guys. Crittenden's only writing experience before has been an intern on Dave Letterman. Um, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And to like, it, it's a revered episode. Yeah, she was only 23 at the time. Holy crap, I'm wasting my life. <laughs> uh, after Homer quits his job at the power plant, he violently tosses uh, Mr. Burns out of the, dri- the car he's driving. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, drives over the wooden bridge that was never be- there before and lights a match. And uh, burns it and engulfed in flames. Merkin came up with the joke and said that the thing with animation is that you can stage almost anything and time it perfectly. Something you'd never be able to do in live action. Which is true. In the episode, obviously he places the demotivation plaque at Homer Station. And he does the whole photo gag. Simpsons writer George Meyer, who enjoys writing jokes that involve anagrams or any form of wordplay, came up with the idea with that particular joke. The joke also was an homage to Al Jaffe's fold-in feature in the Mad Magazine. 
Uh, on September 4th, 2018, 23 years after the episode's broadcast, Simpsons producer Matt Selman posted a tweet saying that he noticed a continuity error in the episode. When Marge announces to Homer that she's pregnant with Maggie, a photo of a baby can be seen in the background. However, it, it, how, it's, they're saying uh, it could be Lisa and the clothes would be later passed on to Maggie. Hmm. The couch gag uh, is a reference to James Bond's gun barrel sequence. Uh, Dr. Hibbert's flashback hairstyle is modeled after Arsenio Hall. Uh, a great joke that you and I joke about all the time. They watch Nightboat. There's always a fjord. Oh, that's from this? Uh-huh. That's how There's it starts. There's always a fjord. Um, that's what Marge turns off and makes them look at the photo album because they're watching Nightboat. Wow, her credit. Damn. Homer uh, spinning around with the bowling ball in his hand, throwing it in the air, and explaining, I'm going to make it after all. (laughs) It goes crashing into the (laughs) boards. Parody of Mary Tyler Moore show, throwing her hat in the air. Uh, Critical reception. Uh, It's an original broadcast, and Maggie Makes 3 finished 47th in the ratings of the week of January 16th to January 22nd, 1995, with a Nielsen rating of 10.3. The people would kill their first. That's a for, Super Bowl right now. <laughs> right for that, the episode was the fourth highest rated show on Fox Network that week, beaten only by Melrose Place, Beverly Hills, Nine Hundred Two One Zero, and the Rock and Roll Skating Championship. What the hell is that? TV Squad's Adam Finley said the episode manages to be both incredibly funny and incredibly touching, both signs of a great Simpsons episode. He added that the episode has some great gags in it, but the emotional is very real too. So they all agree. It's a good I, one. I get that a lot. When I look at, like, I was looking at lists of, like, best episodes and stuff like that. Everyone's, they always go to, oh, it's so emotional. I'm like, ah, eh, all right, that's great. But in this case, it is a good one. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at her credits, Jennifer Crittenden for the, just, but where she was, like, the lead writer was given the writing credit for the show. Yeah, she's and, got some of the best ones. And Maggie makes three. The PTA, PTA disbands. Dis- yep. Uh, scenes from a class struggle. That's when Marge gets the Chanel suit. Yep, and she that same suit. Yeah, uh, she was on. I mean, everyone wrote twenty-two short mm-hmm. films. I'm not quite sure which segment she wrote. Um, and then the twisted world of Marge Simpson, where she sells the pretzels. Mm-hmm. Those are all gold. Then she came on on, the, on Seinfeld for its final two seasons. She did the package with Uncle Leo. Open the package, Uncle Leo. The whole. Uh, <laughs> Uh, actually, John and I, our, our boss, were parroting it over the weekend. Do these lights make you uncomfortable? Actually, I'm pretty comfortable. <laughs> um, the little Jerry with uh, the cockfighting. You're making a big mistake, Yaddy. The Millennium, <laughs> where uh, Kramer's having a Millennium party. The Apology. The Burning, which where, where uh, Kr- Kramer's doing the acting with Mickey. Uh, and they're all no. It's with George with uh, leaving on a high note. They're all no small roles, just small actors. And the Puerto Rican Day Parade, which she's a co-writer, but that got a lot of flack. But it's still a good episode. Uh, it's still look. I know it got flack, but it's when you realize that it is a commentary. It's hilarious. Yeah, and the apology was always one of my favorites with uh, Rum Raisin with with Jason Hankey played by uh, James Spader, and. 
Oh he, yeah. Uh, he he uh, he said that George had a big head. And he thought he should get an apology because he's doing the steps. Then you missed the step, <laughs> my step. <laughs> so, uh, Maggie makes three great episodes. Squeezer, yeah. you're next. Yes, I certainly do. I have to go now. My planet needs me. Wow, Poochie came from another planet? Uh, I guess. Hey, that wasn't supposed to happen. Those things double-crossed <laughs> me. Poochie's dead! <laughs> now, kids, we all know that sometimes when cartoon characters die, they're back again the very next week. That's why I'm presenting this sworn affidavit that Poochie will never, ever, ever return. This document conforms to all applicable laws and statutes. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I love, absolutely adore this episode. Uh, and, um, and Poochie as a character because of how obnoxious and how really on the nose it was. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't, at the time, you don't realize it, but this was a response to notes from upstairs. Uh, and the whole development of Poochie, where they have the nameless executive, they have Roger Myers, they have Krusty, all over the animator's shoulder, giving him advice about how to draw a character. And... All their input and using all these, uh, but also the, they're also parroting the trope of co- uh, sitcoms adding a character. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, that's where, and, and, and even and they add a Mrs. character S? in the yeah, show. Yeah, right. That's where Roy comes from. Oh, yeah, that's what his name is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so not only do they add a new character in Itchy and Scratchy because its ratings are dropping, they add a character Roy to the show, which was a response to. An executive at Fox saying they should, they need to add a new hip character for the young people to like. Huh. Hey, Mrs. Yeah. S. So they did. They added Roy, <laughs> um, who shows up for no reason whatsoever, and then decides he's going to move out with two fine ladies and do his own thing, which would eventually be a, the Roy spinoff show. Um. But Poochie uh, was not received well by its audience. And the best is the, the <laughs> Millhouse literally like cringing and losing his shit because he wants someone to die. But really, it's just Poochie rapping and being awesome and cool that takes over the whole episode. And then nothing happens. That's just it. Just Poochie rapping and introducing himself. <laughs> the whole thing ends with... um. The gag of they undercut Homer because Homer makes this like big speech about acceptance and stuff like that. And Roger Myers is like, oh, that's beautiful. And they're watching at home and the the animation cell just being lifted up a couple frames at a time jaggedly. And then a the equivalent of a sticky note at the end just saying Poochie died. Mm-hmm. Um. Is just brilliant because there, there's like this whole like where are they going with this, 
And then, like, because you can't, you have to somehow write out Poochie. You can't keep him going. Right. And just to kill him in that manner, just so dismissively, and then celebrated. Um, yeah, it's it was a good commentary on all the shows, but in, it was almost a, a defense, you know, of their own. Right. Yeah. And also, there's a lot of Easter eggs in it because it's one of the, you know how it's you know how it is. We can tell jokes about ourselves, sure. And they told jokes about themselves, so it's like all these little gags. Like finally, they get to tell, write a story about animating a cartoon show. It's almost like easy at that point. Uh, so a lot of the writers, uh, some of the animators, the writers in the room are all drawings of uh people from the staff it's like the some of the writing team and some of the animation team are all people that are in the room when they're getting their notes mm-hmm. and they're like oh you know we need a hip cool name like uh, i don't know poochie and then he walks out of the room and they're like uh poochie go to that one yeah sure <laughs> yeah yeah they did not uh yeah, give a damn. They, so yeah, they worked with. They had like a pictures of everyone uh, from the office, and then used them to draw them into the episode. Where was I seeing? There was one thing that I noticed. It was where's my note? It was. Oh, that's what I saw. Uh, the phrase "worst episode ever" yes. was coined in this episode. Worst episode. Ever. Wait, hold on. Yeah, which was actually taken off uh, of TV a... Guide. Right? What's that? There was a TV Guide article that said worst. Uh, it was talking no. about something. Like, what? I think it was uh, off of the. It was the internet, I believe. Oh, I really? It was a chat room. I always read it was a TV Guide episode. Oh. Might have been. I don't know. It... Our TV Guide. I mean, I read it on the internet. Article. So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, this was also the first uh, this episode set broke the record. Uh, this was the 167th episode of The Simpsons, which beat out the Flintstones 166. Hmm. So at that point, it became the longest running animated show ever and most likely will be. Yes, that was like 50 years ago. Yeah. I think what's the next longest running would be South Park right now, I'd guess, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, Family Guy, probably. Yeah. So, like, even if The Simpsons stopped right now, South Park would have to do at least nine, like, nine more seasons. But even then, they don't do 22, right. 25 episodes a season either. So, very true. All right. Are we ready? To go on to my next one. We are ready to go on to your next one. Gang way, man! No! I'm out of here, man. Come back here, you! It's the Simpsons from Mattel. <laughs> Don't have a cow, Homer. <laughs> Not so fast. Eat my shorts, Nelson. Eat this! <laughs> Can it, Simpson? The Simpsons figures, sofa, and boob tube sold separately, only from Mattel. I 
Ah, uh, the Simpsons line from Mattel back in 1990. Are you looking it up? I am. Uh, they bought the rights. They produced them really quick. And they didn't sell for shit. And I had three <laughs> of them. Because I got them at uh, Kitty City for, uh, like, oh, I think, sweet. I think 50 cents a piece. So there was uh, Homer, and they all had like little speech bubbles with different phrases that you could uh, mm-hmm. swap out, and some accessories. So Homer had the the uh, plutonium bar clamp, the gloves, and the the plutonium hood, the the radioactive hood. And the speech bubble said, "Do I smell cupcakes? Do I ever? No problemo. Why you little? Oh Marge, I love your snack treats. Where are you from? The planet Cornball, Marge." Had a uh, um, a uh, apron that said "I'd rather be bowling," which I didn't get because Marge really didn't bowl. <laughs> Homer bowled, and she had a tray of cookies, like from the oven, and she said, "Yummy and nutritious. Look, I made your favorite. What's that smell? Play friendly, everyone. There, there, Homer." Bart, the original Bart, had his skateboard, and he said, Cowabunga man, don't have a cowman, I caramba, go for it, dude, knock it off, Lisa. Lisa had her saxophone, and she said, let's watch Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Ow, quit it. Oh, brother, Bart, you're like Chili the Elf who cannot love. And then music notes, you know, for when she's playing her saxophone. Maggie, uh, with five thoughts to suck on, had a little scooter, um, with the, that, that, with the scooter had the face of one of those animals from that show she liked. And it was just thoughts. Like a, there was a bear, a television, the rest of the family and Maggie on her scooter. Uh, and then like a suck, suck, suck noise. There was uh Bartman, um, which really didn't, was re- like Bartman was like the biggest thing when the Simpsons merchandise hit. Oh yeah, it, it, they even had it, it was the song. On yeah, do the Bartman. Sing the blues. It do the Bartman. Is it? Yeah, he came with a cape and the slingshot. Watch it, dude. Bartman at your service. Your history, Nelson. Gangway man, no way, man. Uh, Nelson came with a trash can, um, and he said, "It's trash time, Simpson. Wait till I get my hands on you. I'm gonna pulverize you, Simpson. Put up your dukes, man. What are you looking at?" He came with two. Uh, variants. One with the trash can being plastic cylinder, another one with the trash can being a cardboard box. Uh, oh, Nelson was the chase figure of the... Yeah, in the box, Nelson was the hardest one to get. <laughs> it was before chase figures were the thing. It was just... It was, it was they just... no. They knew no one cared. It, so they packed in lease. And there was a place set, the sofa and the boob tube. It, it was a plastic sofa with an ejection seat that included a television whose images can be changed just like the speech bubbles. There was a mail-in figure with a, a Bart that had a shirt that said "Save Blinky" and had the three-eyed, um, three-eyed fish on it. So there's so few of these right now. I think there's only three known in the entire world, from what I read on Simpsons Wiki. There were uh, figures exclusive to South America. Super Bart, who had a cape and a slingshot, and he looked like Superman, not Batman. And Ninja Bart, who had a ninja gi on and came with a grappling hook. Uh, and there was a white and a black version. I'm going to sneeze. Kids in tight. Oh, that, was, that sounded like it hurt. Sorry. Bless you. 
Wow. Ah. <coughs> oh, fuck. God damn it. There was a second season put in the proto a second series put in the prototype, but they're canceled because no one bought the first one. There was vehicles uh, that were featured in the Mattel catalog, but I don't have any proof of them. Um, and there was Arco, uh, the British company, um, that uh, made some Rev and Go racers of Bart, Homer, Maggie, Lisa, uh, and um, Marge, obviously. But uh, yeah, they're the first ever Simpsons toy line. Damn. Yeah, I never had any of these. No, I got lucky because of Kitty City. Here is your. Oh, oh be- before we move on. I, I did a little research. Oh. Uh, it's going to be a while before anything catches them. Uh, so Looney Tunes aside, because, you know, that doesn't count. Uh, Simpsons is at 100. I'm going off of various lists here. Simpsons has 722 episodes in the can. Right. The next one down the line that matters, because I'm picking ones that we know and are from this country right the rest of the world doesn't matter right. uh the t- t- family guy is actually next with 382 episodes south park is 314 peppa pigs in there jesus christ it just cranked those out american dad actually has more than south park that's cuz they you know require a full season but yeah so simpsons more than doubles like the Second place, so that's it's gonna pretty cool. It's gonna be a while. All right, now uh, moving on. Screw moving on. Next pick. The funniest stuff came right out of real life. Done. Let's go out for frosty chocolate milkshakes. Cowabunga, dude. And cut. Dad, I've never said cowabunga in my life. Your script sucks. Uh, you little uh, hey, that's funny. <laughs> And that horrible act of child abuse became one of our most beloved running gags. With Simpson merchandise selling like crazy and Simpson gin wetting whistles worldwide, the money was pouring in. (laughs) For America's favorite family, everything was coming up roses but those roses contained ready-to-sting bees. When we come back... I want to set the record straight. I thought the cop was a prostitute. This <laughs> 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 uh, is such a good episode. Um, and one of the best, like, just clear... Par- like, Simpsons parodied stuff throughout the years. But to do an entire episode as a parody of another show, and then to do it well, because it could really it could stand alone as like if this were a behind behind the music, right? Um, they got everything down down to the music, the teases, like the the, the over the top uh, analogies. Yeah. Um, the just, narrator and yeah, the teases like you said. Yeah, the teases like, and they were on a wing and a prayer. But this wing was on a plane, a plane that was on fire, that was colliding with Earth, like just over and over and over again, um, just driving it into the ground, uh, literally, in that case. Um, 
Uh, it, it is such a great episode. It, it's sad too because this um, uh, was season eleven, and it, I think it was the last episode of season eleven. And there are some people, bitter, angry people that don't like to you know things to change. I'm. I might include myself in it somewhat. Like they look at this as the series finale, honestly. Oh really? See, I like yeah. I like twelve, thirteen. I like twelve and thirteen. Yeah, there's some stuff in there, but if, if you kind of you almost look at it like it was almost the right time for this episode. Um. Cause then yeah, things definitely did change within season eleven and, and after. Okay. Um, it just the way just it presented itself, and I I've seen people refer to the the rise of jerk Homer, where he just became a little meaner, and uh, not as silly, if you will. Um, but yeah, th- this episode is is fantastic. There's a, a ton of gags in it. Um. Sorry. Oh, sorry. They go back to, um, and of course they revisit one of the famous scenes too, because um, it's almost mandatory in any Simpsons show where they kind of re- go back in a clip mode, which Who is Mr. Burns? Homer falling off oh. the cliff in the Sims into Springfield oh. Gorge. And but then they expand on it too, because it wasn't like they make it, you know, because it's like real life, but it's not. So the idea was like Bart was up all night, so Homer did the stunt because Bart couldn't do it, um, and then it leads to Homer getting addicted to painkillers because of the pain, and that's where he references like the fame was like a drug, but what was really a drug was the drugs. <laughs> uh, they buy MC Hammer's house, uh, which I guess was inspired from them watching a whole bunch of. Uh, behind the musics and watching the MC Hammer one, which led them to, uh, we have to go with uh, MC Hammer's house and buying that. Uh, Bart replaces Lorenzo Lamas on Renegade. Um, I Have you ever, I don't think I've actually ever watched an episode of Renegade. No. I feel like I have because I've seen the commercial for it a thousand times on USA. But I don't think I actually ever watched Renegade. I'm I'm looking up after, I know we're gonna discuss this later, but season yeah. twelve and thirteen. I don't know. You might be right. It might have hit the peak and started going like they were still good, but started going downhill after this. Yeah, I I, I feel like oh, I'll mention my peak, and then there's, you know, I I made very clear my feelings like the best season, and I left that open, to ramble on at the end about it too, um. But I, I I think it's the best episode uh, of the season, uh, and I I would put it in my top, maybe in my top twenty five to forty five of all time. Um, there's just a lot of uh, great gags that work and tie in to like reality, and it just uh... oh Lisa getting the growth growth hormones. Um, 
and Homer like just blowing off like how could I possibly get all five necessary drops in her cereal? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's it's a fun episode, and again, the way they handle it and the, the production value, uh, like treating the material seriously enough to make it feel like it stands in an episode of behind the music. It's going. Hmm. Okay. All right. Hmm. Let's move on. Okay. Here is uh, another uh, good episode of The Simpsons. Hi, from Springfield, the entertainment capital of this state, the Krusty Comeback Special. Send in the clowns. Those daffy, laffy clowns. Send in those soulful and doleful schmotes by the bowlful clowns. Send in the clowns. Krusty gets canceled. Uh, 22nd episode and final episode of the fourth season of The Simpsons aired on May 13th, 1993. And um, this is the Gabo episode. I love this this episode. It has So it was written by John uh, Schwartzwelder and it was following the success of Homer at Bat. They wanted to do a, a guest uh, celebrity heavy episode. But it was hard because many of the actors, uh, they asked the guest star to decline last minute and they almost had to uh, Porsche it, like scrap it. But they got Johnny Carson, Hugh Hefner, Bette Midler, Luke Perry, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Also, Elizabeth Taylor and Barry White, uh, who also guest starred in episodes earlier. Uh, But the the viral Gabbo, the ventriloquist dummy, I'm a bad little boy. Um, takes Krusty's audience, which gets him canceled. Uh, he loses Itchy and Scratchy to Gabba, forcing him to air Worker and Parasite, the communist uh, <laughs> Eastern European era show. Um, which is the, great. the best is the animation there. Like it reminds me of some of the weird cartoons you still did watch because it was a cartoon, right? Yep. <clears throat> it's like something we would watch like when Wienerville was on. Right. So Krusty gets depressed and gets fat and everything. Uh but they don't like but Bart and Lisa don't like Gabo, so of course they um try to get uh uh Krusty back. Uh after after Gabo calls all the children of Springfield SOBs. And they call celebrity friends, uh, Bette Midler, Johnny Carson juggles cars, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hey, 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 guys, you got to put clothes on when you're in here. <laughs> they go into Moe's with their underwear. <laughs> Hugh Hefner, Luke Perry, Sideshow Luke Perry. Hey, Moe. 
Uh, the really good joke with Elizabeth Taylor polishing her diamond ring. Um, but, uh, yes, Krusty gets really fat because he's drinking the milkshakes thinking they're diet milkshakes. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Sideshow Mel's working out fast food. He, re- he declines, but then he comes out in that scene. They're already here. Uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper scene, give it away. Uh, Krusty and Midler sing Wind Beneath Their Wings together. You are the wind beneath. Um, Hefner plays Peter and the Wolf on a Glass Harp. Um, Carson lifts a 1987 Buick Skylark over his head. And he gets back in touch, and they have the after party at Moe's Tavern, which is what I was talking about. Um, and then and then Carson plays the accordion while balancing Grandpa Simpson and Jasper on a bench over his head. Uh, apparently, Johnny Carson's original role was he was depicted as a mooch, and Johnny Carson rejected it. So instead, they made him extremely versatile. Hmm. Um, Wait, what year was that, too? It was 1993. Hmm. Um, One of the guests, one of the goals was to have a bunch of ex-presidents. They wrote a very respectful but cute parts for each then-living president, Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, and Ronald Reagan at the time, but they all turned it down. Only the latter responded, sending a politely worded reply. Um, they wanted uh, Rolling Stones and Winona Judd turned down the role. The Stones eventually showed up. Red Hot Chili Peppers finally accepted. Um, Johnny Carson appears in the episode. It was one of the few televised appearances he made after he retired from the night show. Yeah, that, that's why I was curious. So that was ninety. That was like right after. Right. He recorded his lines after the night after the forty fourth Primetime Emmy Awards. The original oh, okay. role pitched to Carson was one where he visited the Simpsons family house and mooched off them. Carson felt this role was too degrading, so instead the writers took the op- opposite route and portrayed him as extremely versatile and multi talented. Ugh, Johnny, come on. Bette Midler's condition for guest starring was that the show promoted her anti littering campaign. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor, guest starred as herself, also recorded as part of Maggie and Lisa's first word on the same day. Luke Perry was one of the first guest stars to agree to the part. Voice actors Julie Kavner and Harry Sherry both strongly objected to celebrity cameos in this episode, considering it tasteless, which led to Kavner boycotting it entirely. As its result, it's the only episode of the series to date in which Marge Marge does not have any speaking parts. She doesn't say a word. Wow, how does she feel about the last 20 years? Right. The short cartoon Workers and Parasite is reference is, is God, I can't speak tonight. God damn it. Is in reference to Soviet cartoons and Soviet propaganda, propaganda, venerating the working class against those considered a drain on society. To produce the animation, director David Silverman Xeroxed several drawings and made the animation very jerky. The scene where Krusty sings Send in the Clowns was tricky for animators because it involves two shots of the same scenes from different angles. Part of the scenes were animated by Brad Bird. 
And it was uh, the Send the Clowns was from Old Blue Eyes's back, the Frank Sinatra. Oh, okay. See, that's one of those things where I like I know the song. Yeah. But like I had no idea where it was from. Yeah. Uh several scenes are based on Elvis Presley's sixty eight comeback special. Um Oh, they did the whole thing about uh Krusty has the red hot chili peppers change the lyrics to give it away, like Ed Sullivan told the doors to do and light my fire. Uh, what what did Krusty say? It's like what I'd like is that I'd like to hug and kiss you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. Um great episode. Krusty gets canceled. Always one of my favorites. Uh that's uh that's it. Let's go to your last great. episode. There's a hot button debate. Oh man, I should have went first. This is how we should have ended it. Oh, we can we can do yours again, then we can There's no rules. All right, here we go. Here's my last pick. Oh, man, this is going to really fuck me up And when we do Simpsons 3 and I have to go back and listen. <laughs> we last left Bart Simpson battling Headley Space Mutants in a claims best-selling video game, Bart versus the Space Mutants. And now it's Bart versus the world. Wow. As Bart mania continues to spread. Mow the lawn. I got better things to do. <laughs> And now, Portable Bartmania in Escape from Camp Deadly or Game Boy. Bartmania now comes three ways for your NES and Game Boy from Acclaim. So while you talked about the Simpsons Arcade, which was the first Simpsons video game to ever come out in March of 1991, the amount of games that came out for the NES, Game Boy, and SNES were staggering. It started with Bart vs. Space Mutants, which we all know, a horrible game. <laughs> I could not understand how to play it ever. This came out on NES, but it was also released on Game Gear, Genesis, and Master System. Then Amiga, Atari, ST, Amstrad, CPC, Commodore 64, IBM PC, ZX Spectrum. Man, that game was a slut. Yeah. Then it was uh, Bart Escapes Camp Deadly. for game. That was its first Game Boy game in November 1991. They had to crank out a Game Boy game, obviously. I do not remember that. Yeah. It was kind of Camp Krusty, but they called it Camp... It was similar to the, the Camp Krusty plot. Gotcha. Um, the game was rated a 3.4 out of 10. <laughs> well, it's not terrible for a Game Boy game, I guess. Oh, no. oh out of 10. 10, yeah. Oh, so it at least booted up. Sure. Bart versus the World came out next for game... For NES, then it was released for Game Gear and Master System. Bart vs. the World was uh, another side-scrolling 2D platform, single-player, uh, where he's going all around the world. It was given uh, by Joystick a 42%. <laughs> Not hmm. too high-related. Another claim, December 1991. Krusty's Funhouse was released in uh, May 1992 for Game Boy, NES, and Super NES, Game Gear, Genesis, and Sega Master System. Not a lot of them. This was a, uh, a a puzzle like the player directs small rats to an extermination area through complicated maze like levels. The player controls Krusty the Clown who must navigate through his Krusty brand funhouse. Each level is a puzzle with a number of rats that must be exterminated using different objects and obstacles. Um, this was given a little better. Entertainment Weekly gave it an A minus. Uh, got a ninety one out of a hundred, an eighty three out of a hundred, a ninety out of a hundred. Um, 
aggregated 60 it was generally more uh wider praise than other simpsons games it sounds like like they someone had this mechanic in this game like develop and they just shoehorned it retrofitted like pitched like hey we have this game we need a a license and then they just skin it and put it out there Next one. That's what they did, but that's what it sounds like. Was Bart versus the Juggernauts for Game Boy, released in 1992. Uh, it's a game based on American Gladiators, which he has to compete challenges to earn money. Uh, it got average reviews. Pretty good. 74, 70, 81. Uh, generally well received. Uh, How, pretty... I do not know. I didn't know they had all these Game Boy games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the player controls Bart Simpson. Uh, he's participating in a weekly game show called Juggernauts USA, which looks very much like American Gladiators, which she has to run through obstacle courses, battle huge muscle-bound juggernauts, and do other various challenges. There's seven total challenges that change from week to week. To make it on the next week's episode of Juggernauts and avoid being eliminated, Bart must collect a certain amount of money from the challenges. So, not a bad game. Uh, then there was Bart's Nightmare for Super NES. Uh, I think it also came out for Genesis. Uh, I, yes, huh. it's split into two yeah, parts. Yeah, that's where I played it. I play, I played it at Adrian's house. Yes. He falls asleep by studying and dreams of a universe where telever- TVs and fairies roam the streets. Uh, this was given uh, pretty good scores. The games got better as they went. Yeah, I remember this being like a fun game. Yeah, I never played it, but it looks fun. There was a lot of variety because it was kind of you allowed it to be silly. Bart meets. You, like, I remember. I just. I remember you could play as like a Bartzilla. Um, and uh, you would fight Barney on a pink elephant. Huh. So that was a good game. And then in October of 92, then in December of 92, they released another piece of shit Nintendo game called The Simpsons Bartman Meets Radioactive Man. Wait, you said then in 92. You're going chronologically? Uh huh. But the first game came out in 91. Uh huh. So that. We're like 10 games in. Not compute. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. This game was trash. It was a side-scrolling game, four chapters. Um, garbage, garbage game that no one liked. Uh, the One-up editor said, when it comes to mining show for the content, Bartman versus Radioactive Man, meets Radioactive Man, um, is really reaching. And it was shit. Uh, Bart and a Beanstalk came out in February of 1994 Jesus, for Game on. Boy. <laughs> um, it was known as Bart No Jack to Mame No Key in Japan. <laughs> what the hell is this? The game merges the existing universe of the Simpsons television series with the fairy tale of Jack and the Beanstalk. In the story, Bart Simpson goes to the market to sell the family cow, but is swindled by a clever miser played by Mr. Burns who trades a magical beans and a, trades for magical beans in a slingshot. 
When Bart takes some magic beans to his father, Homer Simpson, and accidentally eats them and spits them outside, a beanstalk grows. Bart climbs to the top, an adventure, and a giant castle ensues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it sounds like something out of, like, uh, late season 26 or something. This game was in uh, February of 94 and was generally considered trash. Virtual Bart came out in September 1994 for Super Nintendo no. Genesis. Yes. Virtual Bart, um, uh, kind of average game, not horrible, but not. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. It's for Super Nintendo. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was gonna be Virtual Bart for Virtual Boy. No, Virtual Bart for I said Super Nintendo and Genesis. Okay, you did. I, I immediately cut you off and jumped the yeah. gun on that. It's several minis mini games similar to Bart's Nightmare. Um. Each stage features features a time limit. He's just competing in a bunch of different mini games: Dino Bart, Baby Bart, Pig Bart, Class Picture, Mount Splashmore, and Doomsday Bart. Various different things. You could look this up yourself, but uh, it's considered a, a decent game, um, but not too great. A lot of people think the controls are awful, and uh, yeah. Uh, but we're not done with Game Boy games. In November of '94, they released Itchy and Scratchy and Miniature Golf Madness. For Game Boy. It's a side-scrolling action miniature golf game. With Itchy and Scratchy. Developed by Beam Software. Players take control of Scratchy as he plays through various mini-golf courses. Trying to achieve a good score. While at the same time avoiding Itchy's attacks. Itchy uses weapons such as grenades, bazookas, chainsawed, meat cleavers, dynamite. Uh, Scratchy can acquire items such as baseball bat, throwing knives, or power-ups to defend himself. He can also use his putter as a weapon. Nine levels while playing holes. miniature golf, and the, yeah, that sounds like a fun game. Uh, Nintendo Power gave it a, a three out of five, so it's oh, mixed okay. reviews. Mixed reviews. Um, and lastly, the Itchy and Scratchy game for Super NES, Game Gear, and Genesis side scrolling platform game based on Itchy and Scratchy, generally negative shit reviews. Grainy, horrible sound, bad control. Nah. Crap. So, a lot of games there, Squeezer. Know what I want to see? What? And it just, just occurred to me, because like, you, you have the rogues gallery of Simpson characters, right? Like you, mm -hmm. the, the, you Make a Super Smash, Smash Brothers style game. Like, how fun would that be? You could get all the characters, and you can have all the skins and, like, you know, reskins of different characters. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. It'd be a good party game. There's 11 games I just went through, Squeezer. That's fucking crazy. Okay. Yeah, we need, I think, yeah, we need one more. Honorable mention, I'll throw this in because it was Game Boy Color only. Uh, Simpsons Night of the Living Treehouse of Horror. Uh, great game. A lot of people loved it. Uh, recreates a lot of the tropes from the the the, the, the Treehouse of Horror series. Mm -hmm. uh, aggregated score of seventy four percent. A lot of eight out of tens. Whoa! Yeah. Hmm. Better than average platformer for the Game Boy Color. Some decent design elements, but it's kind of difficult. So I gotta go play this one on a, a Game Boy Color only. I don't even know. I didn't even know this existed. 
But all right, let's go on to your last pick. Hey, listen up. I want all of you to say hello to the Simpsons. Hello. Is the whole world gone insane? Stand still. There's a spark in your hair. Get it, get it. <laughs> Hot stuff coming through. Dad, why did you bring me to a gay steel mill? I don't know. This is a nightmare. You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Mr. Spacolo. Unoyo Vesto. Mr. Sparkle, a joint venture of Matsumura Fishworks and Tamarabuchi Heavy Manufacturing Concern. Hey, it was all a coincidence. Yep, there's your answer, Fishbulb. Well, it was a good ride while it lasted. Come on, kids. Let's go home. We are home. That was fast. I am sure he's looking down Change the channel, Marge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's All right, here get we the go. debate so, going. Clearly, all those clips I picked from my personal favorite season, I personally think is the best, and that's season eight. Well, yeah, everyone thinks season eight's the best. Well, yeah, it is the best. But no, they don't. They don't. Because the internet is, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Everyone thinks season four is the best. I like season seven a lot. Like a lot of my favorite episodes are in seven, but eight's the yes. best. Yes. No, I don't disagree, but the internet disagrees with us. Hold on. Wait a minute. Also, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I disagree. Seven is the best. Seven is the best episode. Season. <laughs> Seven's the best season, not eight. Well, you only say that because King Size Homer is in it. No, not just king size Homer. Lisa the vegetarian. You don't win friends with salad. You don't yeah. win friends with salad. Uh, it's Who Shot Mr. Burns Part Two. The 138th episode spectacular. Um, two bad neighbors. Class struggle in fucking Springfield. Um, fish called Selma. A fish called Selma. Bart on the road. 22 short films about Springfield. Summer four foot two. Homer Palooza. Come on, seven's the best. Seven is. Yes, but I'm talking, you only move twice. Okay, which is great. The Homer, they fall. Okay, that's the boxing one. It's Frederick Tatum, yeah. Yes. Burns Baby Burns has Rodney Dangerfield as Larry. Yeah, and it's good. Millhouse Divided, can I borrow a feeling? Can I borrow a feeling? Can you hand me a... I don't even know. Uh, what the, about the Bart After Dark? Mysterious Voyage... I skipped after skipped it, but Bart After Dark is on that one too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Mysterious Voyage of Homer Simpson. That's a great one. But Hurricane Nettie's yeah. good too. Hurricane Nettie's also great. Springfield Files. That one make that's one of the. Ones I where bring you like love. Like where like it's kind of too silly and crazy, but I think it's. Perfect. I love that one. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, the Twisted World of Marge Simpson, okay. which we mentioned with the pretzels and the mob. Mountain, Mountain of Madness, Madness is this is this no, it's not one of the greatest ones. It's not one of the best ones. Neither yeah, is it's... neither is the fucking Simpsons Califragilistic XBL annoying. Was Sherry Bobbins? Sherry, it was okay, but it's not greatest but, episodes but, ever. It, it all 
pays off at the end. We talked about that in the last episode when she gets sucked into the jet engine. Poochie show. Poochie show good. we just discussed, which honestly... That's so good. Homer's phobia. Uh, Homer's phobia is in there. I mean, that... and we talked about that, and uh, we just talked about this last week, didn't we, or the week before with John Waters? Yeah, was so that episode is so the the Johnny Red Bottle, um, brother from another series. When oh, he... and then Homer takes him to go and kill a reindeer, mm-hmm. to make him a man, and he uses the electronic Santa from Japan. The... <laughs> yes, um, but. Uh, brother from another series is okay. My sister, my sitter oh, is okay. Yes, uh, Homer versus the Eighteenth Amendment is great. It's fantastic. Grade school confidential is okay. Oh uh, yeah, that one's okay. The K nine mutiny is okay. The old man and Lisa with little Lisa slurry. It's okay. Marge, we trust. That that's Mister Sparkle. Right. That's yeah. That's was... when uh, Flanders opens up the leftorium. Right. Wait, that's Homer's that one? enemy, my favorite episode. Right. Which apparently, I also didn't realize this. I thought I was like, oh, I'm just you know one of the cool kids, and that's not the Leftorium uh, one. In Marge, we trust. I thought that was Leftorium. No, that's where she becomes a the Listen Lady at the church. Yeah, the Listen Lady. But I thought. She oh was yeah, no, 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 no. He he doesn't open up the Leftorium. That's when the the thugs are outside the Leftorium. Okay. That's not the Leptorium episode, because that's its own episode. Yeah. All right. But apparently, there's a lot of debate over Homer's enemy, and a lot of people actually don't like it. Well, I like it, but it, again, it's not one of them. too dark, and like there's not enough. I think it's fucking fantastic. It's, one of my fi- it, it's right up there with King Size Homer to me. I like the spinoff showcase. Spinoff showcase is great. Uh, I hate um, the, uh, the Secret War is pretty dumb. Uh, That... What, I'm not gonna lie, that was a downer for me. That whole episode just doesn't work. All right, now let's let's go to season seven. Who okay. shot Mr. Burns Part Two? Great episode. Fantastic. Yes. Radioactive Man. Great episode when they're when they're fucking making this the movie there. My eyes, the goggles do nothing. And and it's like they go to Hollywood, they come home to Hollywood, and everyone's hugging them because Springfield ripped them off so much. Mm-hmm. Um. That's where fucking Fallout Boy, the band comes from, because of the name Fallout Boy. Yeah. Home sweet, home diddly dumb. Bart sent with headlights, child protective services. Oh yeah. Like uh, they try to baptize, and Homer runs in. Bart sells his soul. Okay episode, not a great one. Okay. Lisa the vegetarian, one of the best episodes of the show. Uh, I don't disagree. Yeah. Uh, with. There's a great, if you play it backwards, there's a great episode for Lentil Soup. I was known as the fifth battle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go with Treehouse of Horror 6. This one has uh, the 50-foot eyesores. We're all fucking the, the um, like, lard lad donuts and all uh, that. Well, to, to, and, yeah, to be fair, I this is my favorite Treehouse of Horror. Right, Nightmare and Evergreen Hair. It is the best one. Nightmare and Evergreen one. Terrace with yeah. Groundskeeper Willie as, as Freddy. And Homer Third, the, the fucking 3D Homer. Yeah. All right. So let's go. King Size Homer, best episode best of the episode show. ever. Unless you go on the internet where if you look at like the top 25 best Simpsons episodes ever, it's not on any list. They're wrong. I know they're wrong. Uh, Mother Simpson, that's okay. Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming is hysterical. 
It's fantastic. With the whole fucking thing he sings at the end? Yes. Um, The Simpsons 138th episode spectacular. It's completely a Phil Hartman yes. episode. It's the best, yeah. Marge Be Not Proud, a good uh, Christmas episode, Bone Storm. Oh, that's right. I always feel it, it's it's weird. Like that one feels like an older episode. Yeah, but it's not. Like you, it's not. But you feel like that should be like a season four episode. Right. Team Homer, the bowling one. Oh, the pin pals. Yes, yeah, the pin pals. Two bad neighbors with George W. Bush. Bar. The kids right, coming in might, here. I think that might be a top ten. That is a great one. Time. Scenes yeah. from the class struggle in Springfield with the suit that we talked about yep. earlier. I mean, come on, Bart the Fink. Dude, don't get mad at me. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree with you. Like, I, this is a hard decision. If it were up to me, seven and eight would be combined in like the, the greatest 50 episodes of Simpsons ever. When Krusty's exposes a tax cheat. Come on, that's a great episode. And then he's living as a longshoreman, and there's the little guy who plays the accordion. I forget his name. <laughs> You just like little guys playing accordions. I do. Lisa the Iconoclast with Jebediah Springfield and his silver tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homer the Smithers. <laughs> oh, God. The, 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 that's a, it's a decent episode because it's one of those like Homer and Lisa bonding episodes. But Wiggum doing the impression with a skull in his hand. Yes. Yeah. The Day the Violence Died. When uh, they meet the original writer of Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, Liver and Onions. Yes. Yeah. A Fish Called Selma, which might be yeah. a top ten. Yeah. With, uh, he marries, uh, Phil, um, Troy McClure marries uh, Selma, and they talk about his whole, like, love. And it's got um, Rock Me, Mr. Day, uh, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I hate every chimp I see from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. No, you'll never make a monkey out of me. <laughs> Great fucking episode. Bart on the road when they go and get the fucking. Uh, I'm uh, Al Gore. The yes, the wig sphere. I'm Al Gore. <laughs> the grammar rodeo in you Canada. You are hearing me talk. Yes. And then 22 short films about Springfield. Come on. I don't disagree. Look, I, I think this definitely ends stronger. Uh, Raging Abe and his grumbling grandson, The Curse of the Flying Hellfish, is a yeah, episode. It, 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 yeah, but it's got, it's, it's pretty, it's good. Yes. It's good. Um, much a poo about nothing where the, the local immigrants thing and he's, um, this citizenship test is really timeless. Yes. <laughs> Great episode. Homer uh, Palooza. When he takes the kids to fucking Lollapalooza and becomes the fucking human cannonball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of my favorite episodes and I played the clip summer of four foot two when he goes into the store to buy the fireworks. And the long <laughs> Homer, I don't know what you have planned for tonight, but count me out. And, and Lisa tries to be cool. And they glue all the fucking seashells to the car. I love Summer 442. Yeah. It's a great way uh, to cap off an episode. It was a summer episode of Simpsons. Season seven, hands down, best season. Uh, it's, ooh, you know what? I'm not the. Uh, maybe. 
That's tough. Yeah. Well, you know, we have we cannot debate hmm. that we're out of time. We've gone long enough on this show. Oh, but what about season six? Let's list things. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good, but no, I, not I, as my, good. And, and it's all your opinion. You can have your own opinion. Yeah. Um, but ours is mine is right. Yeah, your yours is absolutely right because you know you, you sign off on my paycheck. So. That is it for this week. What do we got next week? We got to start getting ready for the next round of shows. I hate to do this, but you know there's going to be a lot of people upset because it was just you and I on the show today. Oh, that's right. I, I wanted to just let it go. But Hold on, letting her in. If Hi, you everybody. To, like, what I'm going to do right now, look it. You Bye. can all leave like I'm about to. I'm leaving. But for those that wanted to stick around... For, Don't uh, leave on account of me, Squeezer. Oh my goodness, you used to never leave when I come around. Hit the button to make sure it all the way through, so you don't have to like, you know, load this automatically just by chance. Back in the day, he'd bring yeah. his little dolls in, and we'd play, and I'd bake him little donuts that looked like Homer's, and he'd say, "Lunch lady, do you have any more donuts?" And I said, "You can find mine, but you gotta punch the hole out yourself." Ugh. That's the best I can do. It's 12.48 in the morning. <laughs> I'm coming down from a cold. I can't think of any sexual innuendos to leave. <laughs> oh, man. Squeeze. I used to not want you to watch The Simpsons because of your sweet little brain. I didn't want it to be corrupted. You're such a sweet little boy. But then I thought it make you, might make you more of a man. Uh, I forgot about that. Uh, when, when my mom... When uh, did we recover our memory? Stop watching The Simpsons. <laughs> All right. Well, I just wanted to say something disgusting about Squeezer and me with uh, food. Well, that's it. I'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Bye. It was uh, Homer loves Flanders. Oh really? And, that's uh, a great one. It was yes, I remember because it was so, a Thursday not night. Joe, man, that's when he goes. They make they made a pop out of him going through the cla- uh, the the uh, bushes recently yes yes um it was a thursday night because that's what the season i think it was season four mm-hmm. season four or five they were they were still on thursday nights um yeah and i remember watching it and my mom came in the room while rod and todd were fighting over the pixie stick and she's like you're not watching this this is a bad influence on you and just turn <sighs> the tv on, and that was it Oh, freaking Mrs. Squeezer. So then, I know. What the hell? Well, next week, we're t- to remember some of those Mrs. Squeezer moments when you were on school field trips, because we're talking school field trips. I got to start on that tomorrow, because I got to fucking. I got to start thinking. Mind. I got a couple. Then Uncle we're talking arcade, another arcade episode. TV season finales on May 18th. Retro fast food uh, and restaurants four uh, on the 25th. We start June 1st with CDs and tapes we had as kids, and then we we get ready for summer celebrating Jurassic World Dominion with our Jurassic Park show, too. And that'll take us in the summer, Squeezer. Ooh. Uh, but that's it for make now. A new list. We'll be back next week. I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. Bye, everybody. Bye.